Hello, and welcome to a special bonus episode of The Perfect Pitch. I'm your host, Hunter March. It's The Perfect Pitch, and it sounds so good. It's The Perfect Pitch, just like you know it could. Every June, the advertising world comes together for the Cannes Lions Festival of Creativity. And as you know, the show is all about the creative process. So at this year's festival, we're meeting up with some of the world's most interesting brands and their agency partners to talk about creativity, the art of the pitch, and all of the news coming out of Cannes. On today's episode, recorded live from the Spotify studio in Cannes, my colleague Jessica Levinson will be chatting with Fernando Machado, the CMO of Notco, and Jean Semprono, the executive creative director at Notco's agency, AKQA. Notco is a Chilean company at the intersection of plant-based meat and artificial intelligence. Those are words that I did not know could go together. But since its founding as a humble Chilean robot plant meat company back in 2015, it has grown in value to more than $1 billion. How'd they do it? Well, that's coming up on The Perfect Pitch. Over to you, Jess. Fernando Machado, Jean Zimpronio, welcome to The Perfect Pitch. We so appreciate you guys being here. Have you guys ever recorded a podcast on a floating podcast studio on the beach before? Uh, no. First time. No, it's yeah. the first time we're doing together shows, so excited about oh being here. Oh my gosh. Happy to have you guys here. It's a first for everyone. So, welcome to Can. Tell us a little bit about why you both made the trip to the festival this year. Look, I mean, it's one of my favorite weeks of the year. You know, like, I just love being here and connecting with the creative community and getting inspired about the work. So I, I love being here. You have already racked up some impressive wins on the board. Tell us a little bit about your gold and silver wins. Yeah, so it was a gold on uh, print and publishing and a silver in out of home for a campaign that we did in Chile. Someone from the team from Chile, Maca, was here to pick up a trophy yesterday because she worked so hard for the campaign. We had the entire team in Chile on a live stream. Wow, congratulations. Mm, hopefully more next year. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Tell me about the campaigns. What was the creative idea that won the gold? It was the same campaign. It was like a, a campaign that we had a lawsuit against us in Chile. And we were like playful. We are kind of like a challenger brand, a, a playful brand. So we used the, the lawsuit uh, in our print ads because it was basically like, kind of like giving the message we want to give to people. So we literally like copy pasted the lawsuit uh, in the print and out of home. And, uh, and I think that the jury recognized the bravery of the brand and of MRM, which was the, the agency in Chile that did that. So super happy uh, with the recognition and, and there is more to come. Wow. Kind of risky. I think risky is to do boring stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we love it was it. just a copy and paste, so you're not messing up with any legal no, they cannot, copy. They, yeah, they cannot sue us because they, that's the lawsuit already. Yeah. We put the guys who sued us in the credits on, on the copywriter. Beautiful. Yeah. Nice move. That's how it's done. Awesome. So on the ground this year at Cannes, what are some of the trends that you guys are hearing? I think it's really hard to avoid AI. It's all over the place. It's coming. It's almost like a gift for creatives. You know, when we like to, as creatives, we always like to receive new tools and, you know, experiment them. And I think that's what we did on our campaign with Notco. Notco uses AI to create their food to replicate in a more molecular level the texture, the flavor, and all the properties of animal, but using plants instead. And because of this, we came up with the idea of 
using AI to create images of old animals because you don't see old animals. They live up to 48, 23 years, but in the food industry, they only live a couple of weeks or months. And we just use AI to create these images to dramatize the gap between their real life expectancy versus their life in the food industry. Oh my gosh, I want to see what a 48-year-old cow looks like. Yeah, she looks pretty awesome, actually. Yeah? yeah the, the pig is it's my a, favorite, I think. Does she have, like, um, bifocals and... <laughs> she didn't, she, she didn't. Her sight was not as good, but, like, she she didn't have bifocals. On the image that we used. No. <laughs> a little Botox, maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> Love that. Well, you guys are really ahead of the curve, it sounds like, using AI as part of your product and then also in, in your marketing. It's interesting that as a creative, you think of it as a tool. I've heard a lot of people say, I'm scared of AI. It's a threat to creativity. It's going to take over my job. What are your thoughts on that? In my case, right, I mean, Notco uses AI in the development of all the products. It has been doing that before AI was hot, right? Started like six, seven years ago. And w the way we use, which I think is the right way to use AI, it's never AI by itself. It's humans plus AI equals something better. It's using AI as a tool to maybe do something in a better way or to solve a problem that you could not solve before. So honestly, like I'm, I'm a hopeless, optimistic person, by the way. So I, I don't see it as like a threat. I see it as opportunity. Yeah, and I think it's pretty much just like any other big inventions of humanity, like fire, electricity, computers, internet. It will come and people will do good and bad stuff out of this. It depends on the intentions behind it. And I think it's going to be just like this with AI. Very, very well said. I think AI is like fire might be the, the quote of the week in the podcast studio this nice week. Nice quote. <laughs> yes. So let's talk about your origin story as a brand a little bit. Um, the brand originated in Chile and expanded by rolling products out in South America. But since then, you've expanded to more markets. How have you approached marketing in the United States based on the roots um, that you had in Central and South America? I mean, the brand has a very strong position, especially in Chile, in Argentina. Like, I think we are very successful in Brazil, Mexico. We have a presence in Colombia. So it's a brand that was born in Latin America, as you said. And I think like two, three years ago, uh, we launched it in the U.S. It's not easy to launch in the U.S. It's a very expensive market. It's a very large market. It's very diverse, right? I mean, d depending on which state, which area of the country you're talking about, it's very different. I would say that the brand has like three pillars. I mean, we have the products that we sell directly to consumers, like you can find in Whole Foods, Sprouts, right? Um, we have not milk, not burger. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have a leg, which is uh, partnerships that we do with QSR, with quick service restaurants. So in Latin America, for instance, we have partnership with Burger King in eight different markets. We have partnerships with Dunkin' Donuts. We have Starbucks in Mexico, and it helps build the brand. And then the third leg, is a partnerships that we do with other brands. So for instance, we have a joint venture in the US with Kraft Heinz, where we are working together to develop the plant-based version of some of the most loved products that they have. So we already launched Kraft Singles, Not Cheese. So it's co-branded Kraft Singles and Not Cheese with the Notco logo on the front of pack. And there is much more to come. Like uh, we are launching Oscar Myers, Not Sausage, we will launch uh, mac and cheese, not cheese. Oh my goodness. Uh, so with those three pillars, we try to create this flying wheel to build the brand and accelerate 
the growth of the brand in the U.S. That's so smart. Tapping into existing audiences and known brands yeah. to build that credibility in the market. It's good for them. It's good for us. You know, like it's a good business that we have together as a JV. I think uh, Kraft Heinz was recognized as the number two most innovative, I think, CPG or food company uh, in the U.S. And the partnership that we have together was really key uh, to accomplish that. The way it works is we have an AI model that we build. We call it Giuseppe. And we analyze the animal product. And then Giuseppe recommends different recipes to hit that target. The chefs in the R&D team have to prepare the thing and give feedback back to Giuseppe. And then it proposes another five recipes and then it converges, right? I mean, in a few interactions, it converges into the best product. Wow. And the beauty for me is that usually this is a process that would take like five, ten months, but with AI, it takes Even like more. a couple of weeks, yeah. you know? Like if you go to Shake Shack today in the U.S., you'll be able to have the Notco product on a custard, that's a plant-based custard, and on a shake. Um, and if, if you're in the U.S., you can also try not mayo. And I really challenge anyone who's listening to the podcast to try and see if they can tell that's different or there is anything different about it because you cannot tell. And the environmental footprint of any of those products is incredibly better than um, the animal uh, product. Challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> so The Perfect Pitch is a show that is all about the art of the pitch. So tell me, how do you tailor the pitch that you're making to consumers based on the different markets you're participating in, based on the different products that you're marketing? And, and to you, you know, Gene, pitching to Fernando all the time, like what defines a good creative pitch? I think we were talking here before about how good it is to evolve a relationship uh, and to be connected to a point that we can pitch ideas on a voice note or on a text, you know, uh, instead of using a whole week or even more to build a deck to see. I think right now with being very fast uh, with this, I think we are able to pressure test the ideas. And if we get a good reaction, then we build the deck, you know, and then we, we move forward. But I wish I had more and more relationships like this, you know, where we can just pressure test the ideas and see what's going on. Yeah, we, we've been working together for quite some time, but I think from the beginning we had that type of relationship, you know, like uh, I always try to work with my creative partners as real partners and as um, part of the team. You know, we are one team. So um, we always try to work very close together. We always try to make sure that we have a shared understanding of what the brand is about. You know, like the values and personality, what the brand is trying to achieve. And then if you have a common understanding of the brand and if you have an open uh, relationship, I think it becomes easier, right? I mean, to come up with ideas. And I think to me, the perfect pitch is, is simple and you can quickly put your finger on what the idea is and it triggers something on you. You know, like it has some, some voltage. That's how I say it. And you can tell that that idea will be noticed by people because that's the probably like the most important thing yeah you know it doesn't matter what the message is if people don't notice right and sometimes you can convey that in a simple text it doesn't need to be yeah. this big song and dance and yeah. i love that deeply understanding the brand and then a basis of trust between the two of you guys well there's plenty of agencies that you could choose to work with what was it that won akqa the business 
around December, January this year, December of last year, they proactively brought to me uh, an idea. Christmas gift. Yeah, they literally sent me a PDF. They, they prepared the presentation that they said they don't need to prepare, but so the, this <laughs> in, this, so, in this case, there in was a PDF. some cases, we need to come up with um, a PDF, you know, the, yeah, depends there was on the a agent. PDF and uh, I saw it and I, have, I had not even started at Notco, okay, because I started in April, but I saw it and I said, yeah, we'll do it. And then we started to discuss and then there was another idea that came, which was the old animals that uh, we described before. And we already deployed that one and we are working uh, on the behind the scenes on the other idea that they presented as a Christmas gift. I love that. <laughs> and there is more coming. What's coming? We can talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, but these guys are on fire, you know, like I think that there are some creative people who like don't cease to um, surprise and impress me because they always come up with like really awesome stuff. I love hearing stories about celebrating creativity and seeing how that actually translates to business results. Can you talk a little bit about that dynamic of like how you see the work in the world actually translating to people coming in and buying your products? Yeah, look, you know, we can like many of the things that we did and got recognized here in Cannes uh, for creativity, they also got recognized in effectiveness, even in Cannes, you know what I mean? Like uh, Modi. Uh, Modi, Modi is the F Grand Prix, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and it's a gold in and an effectiveness. Moldy. Moldy Whopper. Moldy Whopper. We're going to have to hear about the Moldy Whopper. Moldy Whopper is based on the insight that everyone has this belief that fast food has a lot of preservatives and that a burger from a fast food restaurant can never go bad because it has so much preservative that it just stays there forever. So we work for five years to remove preservatives from all Burger King items. In fact, we removed all artificial ingredients from the food. It took a long time, it was not easy to do. And then to show that to people, we basically like did a beautiful film showing the Whopper going bad over the course of, I think, 30 days or something like this. Mm -hmm. uh, and the print ads and out of home were like the Whopper full of mold. And the whole idea was around the fact that it's the beauty of uh, real food, right? It goes bad, right? The beauty of no artificial flavors. Yes. So that's what we did. That was what Moldy Whopper was. Wow. I'll have to go out and get a moldy Whopper. <laughs> okay, so last question. We are recording a podcast. We're at Spotify audio company. How do you think about audio specifically in your marketing mix? I think it's super ultra important. You know, and since we touched on moldy Whopper, just as an example, right? I remember like uh, when we did the film, uh, which was so difficult to do. Like it looks beautiful, but it was really hard to do because it's a time lapse, Right of 30 days um, uh, of the product molding. And, and mold is very unpredictable. So depending <laughs> on the temperature, the light, the humidity, it, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. So we had to do several one. And we got this piece of film, which was beautiful. And I remember that we had a track on the film, which was aligned with my budget, right? So it was an original track. And I remember these guys together with Bjorn who was at Ingo saying, for like, this is the track with your budget, it's working well, but we have another one that is not within your budget <laughs> that we can show you that works way better. And I know that when they say that, I will love it yeah. <laughs> and they will get screwed. <laughs> I'm not screwed, like it's just like, you know, like it yeah. has a cost. So I've, I 
they play the the Moji Whopper with the the and final track. We knew that he would find a way to do it, so it's the yeah. mutual thing. <laughs> so it was. I think it's uh, Ella Fitzgerald, right? Yeah. What a difference they uh, makes. Yeah, and it was amazing. Um, and it was more expensive than the film. Yeah. The track. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. And we did it. And th that's the thing, you know. Like I think that when you uh, sound music can change everything. It can set a different tone. It can trigger a different emotion. It can make something that's already good bigger, you know, like, so it's critical, you know what I mean? Like uh, it's a, it's critical part of the craft yeah. uh, of like any great campaign. And I think it's the sense that people are more connected with, you know, like on a primal level. It's a really critical part of the craft of the industry. Even for the old animals campaign, we had a lot yeah. of fun bringing the AI yeah. to the music conversation, the music for the films was created together with AI and have like this glitchy effect and people also connect with these, you know, yep. it helps a lot blending the, the elements. Yep. Sight, sound, motion, mm -hmm. all the things. Yep. We love it. Mm -hmm. Well, Fernando, Jean, thank you so much for being a part of The Perfect Pitch. I'll let you get back out there to the party, grab a glass of rosé, um, and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Yes. Thanks for having us, Jess. Thank you. Thanks, Jess, and thank you for listening to this bonus episode of The Perfect Pitch, recorded live from the Spotify studio at the Beach at Cannes. If you'd like to learn more about our guests today, you can find them at notco.com, that's N-O-T-C-O dot com, and at A-K-Q-A.com. I'm Hunter March. See you next time on The Perfect Pitch. Thanks for listening to The Perfect Pitch, a Spotify original produced by Offney Nice and hosted by me, Hunter March. The Perfect Pitch is executive produced by Jesse Burton and Katie Hodges for Offley Nice and Jessica Levinson and Frank Lobello for Spotify with production support from Bang Audio Post. Creative consultation by Jamie Almella. Sound design and mixing by Nick Cipriano. Theme written by Brian Jones. Score by Timo Elliston and Brian Jones. Don't forget to follow, rate, and review The Perfect Pitch only on Spotify. Thanks for listening. <laughs>